Hello, it's Tuesday the 5th of September 2023. I'm back with a good life health show, about time as well. And I've got the one and only genius master, Jedi of natural health, Clive DeCarl. Hello. Wouldn't be the way I'd describe myself, but that's very sweet. Well, you are, you you are, you are the Jedi of, uh, of natural health, Clive. You help so many people. So... What's going on in the world of natural health and what can people do? Later on, I do want to touch on what they're planning for later on in the year, without a doubt. And um, I want to get your thoughts on what people should do when they do try and bring this back. But in the meantime, what's going on in the world of natural health? Have we got any new products that we should all be um, having a look into to help us? What's going on? Yes, I've got a lot of new products, actually. Um, And as always, they're really part of them are detoxification and part of them are putting the support materials, the nutrition that we should be getting from food, but seldom are back in. So, yes, a number of number of things. I'm doing a talk down in Southampton on Saturday, the 21st of October. So that's six weeks or so away. and uh, I'll be talking there in depth about, well, all sorts of interesting things, I hope. Yeah, so let's talk about detoxification. I mean, anyone who said that they're, they're not, they haven't got any toxicity in them would be generally lying. So, first of all, how do we get toxic, Clive? What, what are the main things that make us toxic? And what can we do about detoxifying? Okay, so there are toxins in the air, uh, there are toxins in water, toxins in food, and toxic thoughts that we might have. So let's start with water. Now, I made a video a few months ago, I, I know you've seen it, Lou, with where I poured three glasses of tap water, and the tap water, of course, has chlorine in. And in the first glass, I put a couple of chlorine indicator drops, the type of thing you use to test if a swimming pool has chlorine in it to sufficiency. And the first glass went green. Second glass, exactly the same. I put my fingers in the glass for a few seconds and then put the chlorine indicator drops. Nothing happened. It didn't go green. Third glass, I got a little slice of raw potato, stirred it round for three seconds, pulled it out. And again, the chlorine indicator drops indicated that there wasn't any chlorine left or if there was, it was severely reduced. So one can only assume that the chlorine went from the glass of water into my body and went into the potato. So if you're having a shower or a long bath in chlorinated water, could it be that a huge amount of chlorine is going into the body? Now, the the chlorine in the water explains the thyroid epidemic that's going on at the moment because chlorine displaces iodine in the thyroid And the thyroid is essential for everything from weight control to temperature control to a whole host of um, health factors, including getting rid of bacteria that are harmful and other pathogens like fungal infections that are harmful. If you've got enough iodine in your body, then uh, you can neutralize the damage done by chlorine. So I believe it's essential if you're having showers to buy a really good shower filter 
Uh, I do, for instance, a vitamin C shower filter on my site, and vitamin C neutralizes iron, um, chlorine on contact. So I must say, a- sorry, Clive, I've, I use your vitamin C shower head, and I don't need to use conditioner. I don't use, didn't need to use, I used to have to use conditioner. I don't have to use conditioner at all anymore. Oh, that's interesting to hear. I mean, a lot of people say that it's improved their skin. So if you're having a bath, what I do is I put a couple of teaspoonfuls of vitamin C in the bath, or more if you want, and that immediately neutralizes the chlorine in the bath water. And to some degree, some of the vitamin C will actually be absorbed into the body through the skin in the bath. And I say that because at the moment, like I never thought I'd get here. I never, I could never dreamed to be somebody in my fifties. I never thought that would ever, ever happen. That's never going to happen. I'm going to stay sprightly. The old, you know, what have you? Never dreamed that I would end up being fifty. Well, hello. So anything now? I mean, I think I look. You know, I still get mistaken that I'm in my late 30s mid 40s maybe um I think I look okay I haven't really got any wrinkles or anything um but this is this is huge this is a huge thing for women wanting to feel well wanting to look younger yeah I feel fit and healthy I still feel as if I'm a a 20 year old and that's probably mostly down to you um because of the supplements I take but with the vitamin C, will that help with like the anti-aging process? If we're putting it into the bath and it's helping our skin, um, is vitamin C something we could be using in our baths every day and maybe adding it into our natural moisturizer? So I just use coconut oil. Would it benefit me maybe to put a bit of vitamin C into the coconut oil, Clive? Because this is a big industry, this whole beauty and keeping yourself young. So... Just a theory, just a um, Well, I, I think the answer is yes, but I haven't studied how effective it might be in the bath or what concentration you would actually need. It's research I haven't yet done. So maybe I could. Uh, but, but vitamin C is one of the few supplements that I like to take every day, ideally twice a day, because uh, it's a water soluble uh, vitamin. Therefore, it gets washed out of the body in every 12 hours or so. So taking it twice a day is good. And I might take half a teaspoonful twice a day. If I were feeling ill, I'd take a lot more. You know, the body will take in as much vitamin C as it actually needs. So people who are ill might want to take way more. You know, there's a wonderful video we've talked about before called Reverse Pneumonia in Three Hours, where Dr. Andrew Saul takes two grams of vitamin C, that's half a teaspoonful roughly, every six minutes. And in three hours, he's not knocked his pneumonia out, which is pretty incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that uh, Graham, Dr. Graham Downing, well, you have always said it. And then Dr. Graham Downing, I do believe, also looked at the wonders. I mean, I've seen it myself. I've seen the improvement with people with vitamin C. I was just inquiring with regards to the beauty industry, uh, this skin rejuvenation and everything else. I mean, I know the Tesla machines work incredibly well for people who've got, you know, the skin starting to go a bit droopy. Um, it certainly picks it up. And I'm, maybe I'll do that little experiment, Clive. Maybe I'll start bathing um, in vitamin C, putting a, a teaspoon in my bath or something, and then I'll tell you how, you know, how I feel a week or so later. So if people have got skin problems, 
we do a, a material called nano picosanol and uh this is very very interesting as a supplement it's actually a sugar extract it's bizarre and um lots of people are getting interesting uh results sprayed on the skin had a lot of reports of pe people spraying it in their eyes uh for eye infections it's called it's nano nano picosanol okay very interesting product okay uh, but great for skin really really good brilliant okay so that's another one to be trying so what else have we got in this whole detoxification and toxic um toxicity well it's interesting because there are some basic materials of detox vitamin c is one of them vitamin c will detoxify a whole host of nasties um then there's msm sulfur you know sulfur is common in garlic and onion and cruciferous vegetables uh various materials and sulfur is fantastic for skin hair nails it detoxifies for instance what well, many materials but toxic metals if you've got toxic lead or mercury or aluminium stuck in the cells um you can't get them out unless you sulfate them so by by taking sulfur as a supplement you can sulfate these metals and metal sulfates have the fabulous quality of being water soluble so if you've had a, a mercury filling or something that would be a good way to get it out but then sometimes the toxins are so unusual you might say so difficult for the body to get rid of them that the body can go halfway there it can detoxify the original poison but then you've got the secondary level of toxins that the body's now created and in many cases, like with organophosphates, um, the body doesn't know how to deal with them. It's the same with rancid fats, with some cholesterol buildups, with uh, things like prions. Now, prions are misfolded proteins, and that's exactly what happens with MS, with Parkinson's. Mis proteins misfold in the brain, and now you've got very serious problems. So... I'm not saying it, it's a cure for anything, but if if you've got toxic proteins, prions, uh, then albidextrin would be useful. Then other toxins build up as soaps. You can get metal toxins, uh, waxes like ceramides. There are all sorts of materials that albidextrin will, will deal with. And it has the advantage that actually, uh, as a liquid, it actually tastes quite nice, which I think is unusual. Very unusual, very unusual. Now, there's another product I've seen, uh, just having a look around the website, Clive. Um, uh, methyl oh, God, I can't pronounce it now. I was saying it earlier. Uh, methylene blue. What's that all about, Clive? Yeah, methylene blue was invented in the 19th century as a blue dye. But at that time, microscopy was growing popularity as a science and people were looking at live bacteria or parasites or whatever under powerful microscopes and for microscopy they particularly wanted to stain certain things so the item they're looking at would stand out for instance the bacteria would stand out you know because it was colored differently but what they found was that uh methylene blue actually killed the the all the materials they tested it on the bacteria and so on 
And it was then discovered that it was so effective uh, that it could kill uh, malaria. So people were being cured of malaria. And they realized that it had all sorts of positive effects on the brain. So people are using methylene blue to counter dementia and Alzheimer's. People are using methylene blue as a nootropic, you know, in other words, a brain boosting compound to create new, new neurons, new neural pathways. And it's become incredibly popular in the last couple of years. And I've had people have, have extraordinary results. A lot of people, I don't know what percentage, but a lot of people report that within a few days, they're feeling brighter in the brain department. The thoughts are coming more clear, a bit like it would do if you started taking iodine as a supplement. You know, people describe iodine as a supplement, like they often say in a few days or weeks, like a brain fog lifted, and suddenly they were clear in their thought process. So methylene blue is you know, like everything, really worth looking into in some depth. Um, but the, the only warning that I've got currently is for people who are epileptic. If you're epileptic or having seizures, you might want to start with only one drop in water, whereas normally 10 drops in water would be a good starting dose. So uh, the reason I say this warning is that I had somebody who took two drops and they were getting several seizures a day. And on that day, they first took two drops. They had, they had still had seizures, but the lady wrote to me and said that they realized that with each seizure, the methylene blue seemed to be knocking it out. And by the second day, she took one drop and the seizures stopped completely. So I'm not saying it's going to happen in every case because this is only one case that I've come across. But uh, it's one of the most interesting materials around at the moment. Sounds brilliant. I'll, I'll have buckets loads, please. Um, <laughs> okay, so panacea. I'm I'm intrigued. Yes. Well, you know, I, I, as we know, if we take antibiotics or a lot of drugs from the doctor, there's a good chance it's going to damage the healthy bacteria and bacteriophages that we would call the microbiome. And they know now the microbiome isn't just in the gut, as it was first thought, but it's in the brain. It's all over the place. And the microbiome really is a symbiotic uh, collection of bacteria which are on our side. But if using an antibiotic or something, um, what happens is it can knock out that balance. So the natural balance of health is disturbed. So in the old days, I used to recommend probiotics as the way forward. And while they're great, I've come to realize that actually in the ancient diet, our ancestors oh, ate very good. What's happening? Oh, sorry, right. somebody was at the door. I just had to just hold on a sec. I've just got to pause it. I'm going to have to restart this one. Yeah, no worries. Just hold on.
Sorry, Clive, the postman. Yeah, no worries. Bloody mass burglar, the way these idiots go. Right, let's stop this and go again.